The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It is the Unpack Podcast here from AcmePackingCompany.com and SB Nation. Talking about your somehow getting crappier every week. Green Bay Packers. I'm Zach Rapport. Dialing it in from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Finally, after about 30 minutes of technical difficulties and rebooting my ancient machine. But you guys don't want to hear about that. Uh, you want to hear about uh, the crappy football team. Actually, let's let's just stay on that. It sounds more interesting, <laughs> honestly. Oh, is it, though? That was the voice of uh, Nick Bornheimer out in Brooklyn. Nick, how are you? Hanging in there, buddy. Hmm. Hanging in there. Yeah. The expectations are, are as tempered as they can be. So, you know. <laughs> also joined uh, by the corporate overlord, the original, the OG corporate overlord, uh, swirling a shoot. What do they, what do we call this? A dram? Is that a dram? Of, it uh, is. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's Dex Western. How are you doing, man? <laughs> Good. It's uh, it's good to see you guys. It's been far too long, and uh, happy to to sub in for Alex here this week on uh, on short notice. It's been uh, yeah. It, it this this season sucks, guys. Yeah. But this whiskey is good, so at least we got something going for us. Yeah, we got uh, normally the wine boys, but uh, with no coordination, we are now the whiskey boys here. Tex and Nick <laughs> both drinking uh, a little brown liquor to uh, make the season go down a little bit easier. Hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, I picked one that I just recently picked up from upstate New York um, in honor of our dearly departed uh, good good friend, Rasul. So. Mm. And we will get to that a little bit later. Um, I think we might have some uh, some poetry about our friend Rasul in the uh, in the hopper. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to start this show. Twenty four to ten. Um, the Packers lose to the Vikings. Every take has already been taken about that game. Um, I prefaced that at the beginning of the show, somehow things just keep getting worse every week. It feels impossible. You think you got the bottom and then the kickoff starts and they hand you a shovel and they, and it's just, that's, that's where we are right now. It is not fun. Um, I don't know. Let's lighten the mood. Let's, uh, do some note nugs, hashtag note nugs, tweet at us, uh, I, at the unpack pod on Twitter slash X. I didn't say that at the beginning or also Instagram. You can find us there as well. Um, at the end of every game, hit us up there with your notable nugget. Um, I will start with my notable nugget, kind of a broad theme here as we again, kind of get worse every week. 
um, last week, we, we, we've talked about, we talked about it last week, but also in weeks prior that the worst case scenario, um, would be that we get through this year and that we still don't have an answer on if Jordan Love is any good. But I think we were wrong. And I think there is a new worst case scenario, guys. Um, And that is that the team around him is so disorganized and he's getting his butt kicked so much every week and just demoralized that it will have a negative impact on any possible growth and that it actually ruins him for the rest of his career, however good or bad that may be. It could instill bad habits, has him playing scared and not with any anticipation. Um, and the clock is ticking in my mind for Matt LaFleur to kind of find a way to uh, not have this year kind of ruin Jordan Love a little bit. And we've seen that happen to other quarterbacks, first first year starters in the past. Thoughts, feelings, am I overreacting, Tex? You're you're saying that the worst case scenario is now what the Bears have done to every quarterback that they've had for the last yes. 50 years. I don't want to be the Bears. <laughs> oh God, I hadn't even really considered that synergy until just now. Because <laughs> he's playing terrifying. like less confident now. I feel like yeah. I feel like he was. You know, you watch that Bears game and he's anticipating open guys. He's he's like looking off um, defenders. He's doing a lot of good things. And then you've just seen a little bit less of that each week. And I get that there's you know more film on him and he's young and he's got a few tricks and it'll be pretty easy to scheme up against him. But nonetheless, a lot of those positive things have just totally evaporated. And you just he just doesn't look like he knows what he's doing out there. And it's not for lack of trying. I mean, we've we've talked uh, at ad nauseum, I would say, about how no one else on the team is doing him any favors. And I mean, you guys saw probably the low light flying around on, on Twitter this week of, uh, a, of a drop back of Jordan love where like three or four receivers go out and proceed to run zero routes between them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost, it's borderline impossible not to accidentally run a route. And I still, I mentioned it to Justice on the repack this week. That was the third play of the game. Yeah. This is in the scripted the portion script. of, That's the script. Of, of the offense. Like, hey, what, well, I've what got, are we doing? I'll tip my hand a little bit. I've got a, I've got a poem about, 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 about that. But um, All right. anyway, um, are we ruining short and love? Talk amongst yourselves. Discuss. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, we, I mean, we, we spoke about it last week, Zach. Um, not being able to evaluate him. Um, Goody talked today and we'll oh, get into <laughs> we'll get into that later. He I'm definitely sure. Definitely said words. He definitely yeah. He 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 opened up yeah, you might as well have opened up a dictionary and just picked words out at random. <laughs> I love a good GM word salad on a Wednesday. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> um but he not being able to evaluate like I, I agree with that portion, not being able to evaluate love based on the offensive woes but we got to evaluate someone and it's either you or matt lafleur at this point um i i i got i got nothing on on the love piece because he yeah that i mean that is that that's the worst case scenario right i mean the the most extreme example of that that comes to mind is someone like um like david carr someone who came into the league with a lot of potential and just proceeded to get their ass kicked for uh, 16 games and it the conventional wisdom is they were never the same after that that was exactly the comparison i was thinking of um 
And at least the Packers offensive line isn't that bad. Um, he is running for his life a little bit at times. Um, pass blocking seems okay at times. Yes. I think that's, that's a fair assessment for, for most of, of the five guys on the line. Um, they're not, they're not going out and getting him killed, you know, playing a play out. Um, but there's, there's instances of, of, I think him getting spooked a little bit and maybe seeing pressure when it's not there. And I mean, that's, that's speaking to exactly what you're talking about, about um, kind of messing with his head and causing problems for him that, that weren't there maybe in the first week of the season. Yeah. And again, maybe some of that is, you know, he put some stuff on tape and, and now teams are scheming against him. You know, you see like, um, you know, a couple games of uh, what's his name in, in Texas, Stroud um, came out strong and everyone's like, oh, it's the next coming of Patrick Mahomes or whatever. And then, you know, he's struggled the last few games. It, it's not like it's a complete cakewalk end to end for a rookie quarterback, no matter how good you are. So I don't know. Um, just uh, color me worried about that. It's a it's it's on my radar a little bit. Yeah, the, uh, the, the disconcerting part is that like the the extreme drop off in terms of like the decision making paired with i mean and that comes with offensive scheme as well but paired with the inability to throw that long ball while continuing to force it is oh is he struggling with that yeah <laughs> <laughs> just a skosh what what i found fascinating after the um the game against the Broncos was that their takeaway from that game was that we need to take more deep shots. Right. Yeah. Are you sure? What in the hell did you see that made you think that that was the answer to what was, what was plaguing this offense? No, no clue. Well, I mean, and even if he could get it there on schedule and on target, can anyone on this team catch? It remains to be seen. Um, more note nugs text. You're the visiting team. Give me a note nug. Um, I'm going to go with something that is actually positive, and it's a very, very tiny little thing, but the Packers are good at blocking field goals, <laughs> and that's fun. Those types of plays are a blast. Um, the Car- Carl Brooks might be a little bit of a nice player. I'm, I'm yeah. going to salt. I'm a little bummed that I missed out on the guy draft and uh, missed out on maybe a chance to, to take him, but... Did uh, he get drafted? Sixth rounder. Yeah. Uh, no, did he get or, drafted oh, in the guy draft? In the, in the guy draft. Oh, I, I don't know. If, if he didn't get drafted, drafted, I'm I'm staking my claim. Then. All right. Well, I'll I'll <laughs> check. I'll check the records, and um, you know, no one else's claim. So you would get like a supplemental guy draft claim. I think. I like it. All right. Good deal. Um. That's yeah. all I got. That's 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 literally the silver lining that I have coming out of this game. A little tiny sliver of silver on that big shit cloud we've been watching every week. Honestly, to that point, Basaccia maybe the best coordinator Packers have this year. <laughs> <laughs> Not a high bar to clear, but yeah, maybe yeah, he's had coaching material down the road. Who knows? Um, <laughs> no, we don't want. I that. mean, yeah, I don't know what we want, but now I I agree that. Would, that was that was fun to watch, and then the camera didn't pan over on the, on yeah. the during the game, and you're like, "What's going on?" And all of a sudden, Owens has the ball, you know, thirty yards past where I had any idea what was going on. I'm like, "Okay, maybe this team has some life," and it did not. <laughs> nope. 
I am. <sighs> Sorry, I got distracted because I was pulling up the spreadsheet from the guy draft to see if uh, <laughs> see if he was available. I can't and I can't make heads or tails of this uh, document that I made, which goes to fake. Which goes to show. Um, all right, Nick, give me a give me a tasty little nugget. Um, mine's mine's more of just like a, a conversation piece. And I was thinking about this earlier today, and I'm and I'm asking for both of your input. Um, I genuinely don't know right now with the the way this team is comprised. Um, if we took <laughs> this is just this is this is just a uh, an exercise here. If we took the best player from each of our division foes. Could we be an above five hundred football team, or, or or a team that could you know potentially make the playoffs? Um, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna leave it up to you guys to think about it because I did this exercise in my head and I think it's not I think it's close, <laughs> which is a really damning thing to think about. So and I'll and I'll give you the opportunity to take Justin Jefferson, say he's not on IR. You could do that. Yeah, that was the first one that came to mind. If you just have sure. a capable awesome number one receiver who knows how to run a GD route and knows how to catch a GD football <laughs> in a contested fashion. I feel That'd like go a long way. it would go a long way because it's not fun watching this team, but still somehow miraculously half these games are still pretty close at the end. Like you're just a couple plays, a couple first downs away from really making it interesting and they just can't. And people refuse to catch balls. Yeah. Just someone who refused to run block. (laughs) Yeah, just someone just be and or like, yeah. I mean, it's got to make a it's got to make a big difference. But you've still got the other. And then from a running back perspective, I don't think Gibbs or Montgomery are better than Jones, but they sure as hell use them a lot more than they use Jones. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm also I'm also curious, like this with this exercise. Who's the best player on those other two teams, right? Who who is that best player for Detroit and Chicago? I think you could make an argument that the best player on all three of those teams is a wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Amon Ra for for Detroit and DJ Moore for Chicago. So I don't know if you're you know you're, you're any one of those guys would be heads or tails above what the Packers are, are putting out there on, on offense right so, now. I mean, I'll take you, all three. Let's go. Say yeah. you do it that way, and that's your one through three. Can Jordan Love be that guy? You got to think. You know, at least we get to know. Yeah. At least we get a fair shake at evaluating him at that point. Man, I couldn't agree more. You know, it's bad when a note nug is just like, let's assemble a fantasy football lineup. That's how I feel (laughs) right now. (laughs) Um, Speaking of note nugs, let's turn to uh, Twitter. Um, I'm just going to read a few of these in, in, succession first of all glenn tweets in and glenn i'm sorry uh forgot to say at the top of the show we are coming to you via the memorial glenn's not dead yet zencaster account thank you glenn generous patron um he says the packers are bad but beer is still good agreed chris tweets in they're not even fun to watch which is something that we talked about um nick uh you i and alex during the game it's just like it's just if there was like some amount of like chaos factor or something that they could hang their hats on. There's none of that. It's just three and ounce and it sucks. Um, on that note, John tweets in nothing notable about this game, uh, which I agree with. Tyler says might convert to nihilism. Yes, Tyler, come to the dark side. <laughs> join our, our brand. Join us at Arby's. 
Oh, exactly right. Um, And there was one more that I wanted to pull up. Steve. Steve tweets in. um, This is one I wanted to throw on the table as maybe a little uh, conversation starter, and then we'll head to break. Christian Watson is soft, is the tweet. Now, I, and I've said this before, I'm not comfortable as someone who is physically soft and never really played football in a meaningful way, getting on here and saying a player is not tough or, you know, any of that stuff. It's not my place, but he does have a, um, a habit now. I think we could say at least this year of not appearing to give the kind of tough effort on contested catches that, um, you would expect from a number one guy who is kind of rocked up and is like, seven feet tall basically as far as some of these corners are concerned i don't know i um tex i i know we, we've seen some chatter on the apc slack i think maybe it was john um uh our buddy john Meerdink who compared him to mvs <laughs> what do you think of that <laughs> yeah that's that's been going around a little bit um and you got to think their their play styles are a, a little similar at this point. Similar kind of top end speed guy. Guy go just fast. Run out on those. That's the game. Yeah, run, run out on those nine routes, and you don't do a whole lot else with him. Um, certainly, MVS at least early on in his career that that was the case. But the the one that still that I still keep coming back to with Watson this year was the the pick in the end zone that he he didn't fight through a, a five foot nine cornerback. Yeah. yeah, you've got seven inches on this guy and probably 30 pounds go go take that ball away you 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 need that you need that this ball is mine mentality to be that number one guy and we just haven't seen that displayed yet this season yeah and i would um extend that not to um pile on watson i would extend that to the rest of the receiving core there's just like a lot of contested catches that are just not being fought for and then just a lot of straight up drops i think uh, Matt LaFleur in his post game press conference was like, yeah, I think I counted six drops. And then he came back on Monday and was like, actually, I think it was more than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that'll do a number on, uh, on love's completion percentage. That's for sure. Tex, you and justice talked about it. I, I listened in on your repack show earlier in the week. And I don't remember what the numbers are, numbers are off the top of my head, but the targets, um, <laughs> to um yards earned was uh dismal 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 it was like 50 some yards on 17 targets or something yeah between between watson and dobbs combined in that game it's it's unacceptable i mean it you can't you can't be getting three yards per target out of your top two wideouts that's that's not gonna fly (laughs) (sighs) yep yeah there's there's a mixture uh, go ahead, Zach. What are you? What are you? What are you oh, pondering on over there? What are I you was I on? was looking for this uh, stat that we were talking about on the on the Slack, which I had texted you guys about. I love this for the listeners. It's like I was I saw this on this platform, and then I sent it on this other pl- really exciting stuff. But um, uh, what was the stat? Uh, the Packers' offense has had forty three contested catch uh, scenarios yeah. this season, and they have caught how many of those? I think it was nine. Nine. That's the number. Nine. Yep. <laughs> that dog won't hunt. It's not great, Bob. <laughs> oh, man, it's just it's just tough to look at the the offense as a like as a whole. Like obviously being terrible, but at in these individual 
categories. And there's not one thing other than Aaron Jones who gets on the field, who had 50% of the snap share, I think, who you can look at and be like, wow, that is someone that I see a ton of potential in. You could see the physical potential in terms of attributes in Watson, but so, yeah, soft is soft is a tough one because I I think in the in the football sphere that's as close to fighting words as you get. You don't want to be you don't want to be the soft guy. Yeah. But man, if you're not, if you can't if if you can't body a five nine guy in the end zone a little bit or at least you know box him out a little bit, that's tough. It's just I I'm having a hard time seeing the silver lining outside of Texas field goal blocking um, acumen <laughs> this team has, but we fight on. Yep. I don't know. I feel like we're, we're, we're closing down the uh, note nug machine here. We're going to take it to break. A little, little, little pee break. And then uh, we will be back and we'll read some poetry. I think, uh, I think Tex has a limerick on, on tap I, I for came, us. I came prepared. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, we are back and... Um, it's poetry time. I'm just going to hit the drop, go straight in, pass the beaded curtain, pause for a moment to smell the essential oils in the air, lay down on some kind of table wrapped in paper. I don't know. I've never actually gotten a massage. It's not like you're going in for a physical thing. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't need another person touching me. All right. With each passing week, a new effigy is burned. Is OC this week's? All right. I want to throw this out there because every week we come on the air and we're like, okay, maybe this is the thing that's wrong with the team. And then. They go out and they're still crappy, and you're like, okay, maybe it's this thing. But it, I, I, I heard, I forget which lineman it was. Maybe it was Zach Tom. Someone was speaking recently to a reporter about how they were being asked about the rough, the rough starts to games, the, the bad first halves, and and they said essentially, and I'm paraphrasing in an extreme way here, that they don't feel prepared. They're not prepared 
for the beginning of those games. And that is 100% the offensive coordinator's job. That is Stenovich. They are, they are collating the game plan. They are leading those meetings. And it is on them to make sure throughout the week that everybody has what they need to succeed. Do you understand the plan? Do you know all the routes? Do you get why we're doing this? Do you know where you need to be? Do you know what the point of the play is? <laughs> that is their job. And, you know, he was the offensive line coach uh, previously here, did a good job of that, got a promotion. Um, and now that he's not the offensive line coach, the offensive line is worse. And now he's the offensive coordinator. And we're seeing highlights on Twitter of receivers running out and not running routes. And it just seems like a mess. And, we, and we've heard from Matt LaFleur um, this week talking about shaking things up. And I was really trying to listen into the tea leaves to try to figure out like what if he was dropping any hints about what that means or what they were doing. Um, I It didn't honestly... Nothing stuck out to me as like, oh, that's like a thing that they're doing that I think is really going to help this team. So I am a little worried that they have the capacity to kind of self-scout themselves as coaches and get it corrected. But if we get another week of a, just a totally just inexplicable mistakes right out of the gate and an inability to get even just a first down to start the game, and if we get another week of a plan that never materializes... <laughs> Um, then you really got to think like it's, I don't know, Matt LaFleur, it's on you then to take responsibility as like the head coach slash CEO to step down from that role, it, roll up your sleeves and say, all right, Steno, you can keep the title, but you're going to go back to coaching the offensive line. I'm going to take over these duties. And because if you're going to go down, like if you're going to go down with the ship, like, I don't know, you got to be pulling some levers. You got to be turning the wheel. You got to be doing something to try to right the ship. Um, otherwise you're just, I don't, you're just going down with the Titanic. And it, it, I, I don't know. My point is sputtering out, but I'm just, I'm getting frustrated, grasping for someone to blame and uh, wondering if Steno can be my, uh, my scapegoat this week. <laughs> Tex, what do you Pretty thought? good one, honestly. Yeah. I, I wonder if, and, and and the Peter principle has been brought up, I think on multiple platforms and podcasts and things this week. But I wonder if that's, if this is an example of that, he was a really good offensive line coach. I remember Lafleur talking about, um, he had a couple of really good play designs that he drew up. There was one, there was one crazy play, I think out of, out of a pony package that he, that he drew up against Minnesota a couple of weeks, couple of years ago that, that they credited him with. And I just wonder if, okay, we've got the, um, We've got the vacancy after Hackett moves on. Um, we're just going to promote with, from within. And now he's in a place where he is ill-prepared to actually do the job and and take a, a fully holistic view of the offense as a whole and, and everything that goes with, with the coordination of it. So. Yeah. You can draw plays all you want, but like part of being offensive coordinator is like, it's kind of a middle management role. You've got team yeah. a team of people under you, and it is your job to make sure that they have what they need to deliver. And right now they don't. And I know that that ladders all the way up to to Matt Lafleur, and it feels like if he's not he's not actually on the hot seat, but like it's, there's a little tension there. It's but, a warm seat. It's it's mm -hmm. like if if you're in one of those new cars. <laughs> And you've warmers? got the varying degrees of the seat warmers. It's like, it's at, definitely at on, least, yeah, it's on one, one yeah. for sure. It's on, on one. one. Yeah. yeah. 
but but you know it's i know that the buck stops with matt lafleur but there are things that are in stenovich's control which feel like misses uh, you shouldn't have linemen coming out and saying i don't feel prepared for this game and it shows on film i'm just some fucking guy on my couch and i can look at the first drive and go these people don't know what they're doing so that's how bad it is anyway we're back down we're back down i'm dragging us back down here <laughs> the, the the last point i'd make on that is that they had two weeks after the raiders game to try to put together an offense that looked remote remotely coherent against the broncos and they didn't I mean, they still punted the first three drives. I think they got to combine two first downs mm-hmm. on those those three series, and they you know they had the same old same old when it comes to just having no clue what they're doing in the first half. No and one, let me tell you, no one comes off a two weeks rest looking somehow <laughs> more injured and less prepared than Matt Lafleur's Green The Marvel. <laughs> it feels imp- it's like impressive. It feels impossible. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, all right. Who wants to read a poem? I think I'll maybe I should go next because I want to I want to save uh, what Tex has. All right. We'll fire up the uh, the haiku machine. <laughs> if we had a Greg Olson sounder, we might want to fire that one up too. <laughs> Greg made it weird. <laughs> Brian Gutenkunst. Focused on beating the Rams? More like getting rammed. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, um, phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I appreciated... Um, I appreciated um, my old friend and colleague, Jason Wildey, p- pushing back on... Um, some of the the GM speak when right after he's like, all right, I forget who asked the question, Bill Huber or someone like, yeah, you know what? Right now we're just focused on beating the Rams. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, you get rid of, and all the people that could have gotten traded, Rasul was one that really stung because he like was one of the guys that still had some like, Let's get this shit like turned around. Like I'm a locker room. Like he had sure, some moxie the, for sure. He had some moxie, and he had some like. And he was. You could make it. It would be a tough argument to make, but you could make the argument that he was playing the best out of any defender this season in terms of consistency. Um, he got burned a couple times, but he had a pick. He had a fumble recovery. Like he was. He was reliable at the very least. He's not Rashawn Gary or Quay Walker necessarily in terms of impact, but he was a reliable piece. And that team gets worse when you send Rasul off. And yes, it was probably a trade that I would have made too to turn a you know a, a practice squad guy into a third round pick. Well, well hang third on. Round you're pick, crapping but... on him for making the trade, and you would have made the trade. All right, let's. <laughs> but I'm cra- I'm crapping on him for just. Not calling it is calling it what it is, which is it's a rebuild. Why don't we just say that it's a rebuild? Yeah. Why don't we just say this team is not where it needs to be, and it's a lot of people's fault, my fault included, and we're moving on to next year. And 
Then he was addressed with the tanking question, and he says audaciously, I don't believe teams tank. And, I appreciated and, that uh, Jason Wilde said, well, we'll agree to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. To, or he's like, teams don't tank, I believe. And then this, it was just a semantics argument. Um, <laughs> I believe teams uh, assess their current situation and look to the future. Yeah. Okay. That was like, that was very Roger Goodell of him. Yeah. Just, yep. a, just a good old fashioned upper management word salad. <laughs> yeah. I just, um, I, I, they're going to, and they will get rammed by the Rams. I, it, whether Stafford plays or not, I've got nothing. I'm done like looking at the lines and trying to be like, well, you know what? Maybe. And fine. Surprise me if you want to, but I'm, I'm, and I also like when we get to degenerate corner, we'll have to see, um, what value the Packers are getting at this point because I, I think we're done. I don't revel yeah. in your pain, but I do enjoy the emotional roller coaster of getting to experience a season with you. <laughs> 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 you're just wallowing yeah. in the pain right now. Well, yeah. And last week, yeah, I, well, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll put a stinky little ribbon on this one just like <laughs> last week. Um, good, good, like, too robotic for me today. I know I knew that's what we were going to expect, but um, I, I don't know. I want to um, go back to something you said and, and maybe quibble with you a little bit. You uh, talked about the semantics of the idea of um, a rebuild and why doesn't he just come out and say it? And um, I, I was talking a little bit about this um, with other APCers today, but the reason that they don't do that is because football is an entertainment product and they're trying to sell tickets and merchandise and they want meat in the seats and they want people watching on TV and they're not going to do that if you come out and say, we're going to suck for two, maybe two and a half years. And that is like literally part of our plan. So what you are seeing right now is phase one of operation don't suck later, suck now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's just it's a really hard sell and no no front office person is going to get in front of a camera and say that i think an owner might say that if they had a couple cocktails but um but a gm won't C- certain owners especially um <clears throat> <clears throat> oh yeah um no i think the um yeah it, it it does really really boil down to semantics and and fundamentally you know, GMs have a hard job and they have a, a, a really fine line that they need to walk. So I, I, I am, I join you in your frustration as a fan about him talking out of both sides of his mouth. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I do understand it from, from his perspective. Um, I, I think ultimately though, the thing that's maybe more frustrating than anything to me is that it, it felt like they were building up expectations maybe maybe more than they should have been this summer and you're coming in you know you're you're in a really really tight cap situation you've got all this dead money with with Rodgers and um and, and we've talked about you know how much money is either sitting on injured reserve with with box contract and and traded away in dead money and stuff but this between this year and next year this always was going to have to be a multi-year project to get this team i think back to you know, any sort of real championship contending level, you know, maybe if things broke right this year, you'd have possibly a wildcard team. Maybe you'd be in, in the hunt for, you know, for a division, but probably not a real um, Super Bowl contending team. Um, and so I don't know if it was us 
you know, as fans kind of getting, you know, buying into the hype, I think that's probably part of it too. So, um, yeah, I think just just realistically, we should have all probably looked at the cap and where where things sat at the beginning yeah. of this season and realized, you know what, like ten and seven probably isn't going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> no, like you know what, a forty million dollars worth of offense looks like. It looks like yeah. uh, seventeen points is a Herculean task. Yeah, yeah, and it's not fun to I, watch. I I understand and appreciate the nuance. I do, but. Um, still sucks. It still sucks. You're still a fan. You're still allowed to be annoyed. Yeah, the, I just like I hate the construction of it all. Like, that's I guess more my gripe. I the the logic makes a lot of sense. Like, of course, like when you're pressed with this, you're going to play defense, and um, nobody wants to say that. You know what? Yeah, don't pay attention for the next two years. We're going to be in a full rebuild. Um, but that's what I, I, I wonder, I do wonder what he, what his, like, if he had a truth serum, what his realistic thought at the beginning of the season looked like, because I was tricked. I think we were all, I was tricked into 10 and seven being realistic. I really was. I thought that Jordan love was going to look a lot better and the offense was going to look a lot better, but I still maintain, and I've said this all along that I would be tickled uh, with six and 10. And it's still possible, but to me, that was like, if we could get there, I'd be like, we did great. That was great. And anything on top of that is like extra gravy. But yeah, it's look with, with this schedule, that's still possible. It is still possible, right? Like, it's funny. Like we're, we're, we're watching the game. We're texting each other and it just, we're feeling as bad as we can possibly feel. And we're like, that's it. I don't see another win on this schedule. And then you get a good night's sleep and some of the high life wears off and you look at the schedule and you're like, I don't know, man, there's a lot of bad teams. Out they got there. the Panthers. They've got Panthers, they got? Bears, Vikings again Bears without Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Giants are in there. The Giants. I mean, the Rams without Stafford this week. I mean, that's a yeah, that's another I, one. I know that's, you that's, think that's... The, that they're going to get rammed, uh, Nick. Um, <laughs> they might not. But... You know what? Yeah, I, I, I had to work it in for the word. Play, you understand. <laughs> <laughs> you are a poet after all. All right. Speaking of poetry, uh, Tex, we want to read some poems. Let's do it. Are we going haiku or limerick first? Let's, uh, let's, let's go with the haiku first. Right. And we'll, then we'll hit the limerick. All right. Beaded curtain. It is. Myers and Walker. Goody says they're playing well. Are we getting punked? <laughs> <laughs> So to continue on with our, our breakdown of Brian Gutekunst's comments today. Um, yeah, I think they've done some nice things. What are you yeah. talking about? He said, he said, Josh Myers is playing the best football that he's played since he got to Green Bay. Um, which I guess maybe that's true because, again, the bar is set pretty low because he has not been great. <laughs> um, and and some, of his, some of his mistakes are uh, particularly glaring. So I'm thinking of that, that play where he just lets the, uh, the defensive lineman swim right around him and make a big tackle on AJ Dillon for a stop on third and one, you know, there's a couple, I mean, there was another play that, that I think Dusty Evely tweeted out today where he's making a fantastic blitz pickup on a delayed blitz. So there's, there's plays to work on there, but the, the down to down consistency for Josh Myers isn't there. And really Goody, you're going to say Rashid Walker is playing, you know, 
playing pretty good football for you when he just got benched three days ago. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah. I, one I heard that one in like, <laughs> what? I, 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 I very much did a literal double take. Um, I, it, it would have been a spit take if I were drinking something um, when, when that one came out. So that I would, I would, I don't know. I, I don't love it, but I might file it under Texas. You said earlier, GMs have a hard job. Do, is he going to crap on the offensive line and like one of his few of like media availabilities? I don't think he's going to do that. Um, we'd also talked about it earlier today. It might just be that, you know, it's, it's not that he's blind or an idiot and he thinks that they're doing a great job. It's just that his expectations, which he has not stated publicly, uh, Nick, to your point, um, are not that high. And so in, in, in comparison to the expectations, he thinks that they're doing okay. I'm just guessing. I don't know. We can only guess. We can only assemble the word salad into little tiny logic pods <laughs> i have um i i have a a quick thing before if uh before we move off of goody the one the one piece today other than getting frustrated with a few questions but like not like still like even tempered um but the one thing that and maybe i was reading too far into it that i feel like he was like legitimately frustrated by was the bakhtiari piece yeah and I agree. I could just, I could, I could just see him, like, man, I am so frustrated with how this has all played out. And even saying, like, yeah, well, in the, again, paraphrasing, but yeah, you know, it's been uncertain for the last three years, and he's got some decisions to make on his own, which is like that's pushing it off of him and the question off of him. I'm like, huh, I wonder what behind closed doors if there's conversations happening at all or how frustrated he is with how this is all played out. Yeah. He's frustrated. Matt LaFleur is frustrated. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but at the same time, if we're, if we're being real, the chances of Bakhtiar actually being on this team next year are below 50%. Right? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, I, that is the thing. Yeah. I mean, you've got any number of pathways for for him to be elsewhere. One, one he retires, right? Like, I wonder yep. if that's if that's that's probably part of what Goody was getting at. Is you know, is it worth all of the, all of the effort and all of the um, the rehab and everything to try to get back on the field at this point, given the 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 challenges the last couple of years? Um, if he passes a physical, Packers could cut him or trade him that day and um you know and and get out from under that big cap hit next year um and and if he passes a physical and he's ready to go i guarantee you somebody would love to have him yeah this this next off season i so. mean it with money not being an object object i would love to have him he's still <laughs> like even playing hurt he's still the best lineman on the team by yep. like a thousand percent <laughs> He's still so good. He's still one of the best left tackles in the league, still playing through tremendous pain in, in one knee. So, I mean, but money is an object. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Um, all right. Are we, uh, poem number two, extra credit from text. Overachievers. <laughs> all right. 
<laughs> yes. I, I, knew there, I knew there'd be a good Gaelic <laughs> tune. There once was a man named Rasul. His clutch interceptions were cool. <laughs> By now you have heard he was swapped for a third. But the discourse deserves ridicule. <laughs> if we have one more tweet storm talking about whether or not uh, what 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 the picks are worth and oh, give me a break! Uh, uh, give I, I'm, me a break. I'm, I'm so done with <laughs> with the whole discussion about the whole thing online, right? Like, I I I, I under I agree with you entirely nick on on he was one of the few players on this defense who looked like he gave a damn about what was happening and that's hard to lose um but as you said at the same time you picked him up off the street for basically nothing yep and you just flipped him and got a top 100 pick out of the deal we can we during can, a rebuild during a rebuild we can argue about the semantics of sending a fifth rounder along with it um we can also let, let's acknowledge Goody's comment that he wasn't actively trying to ship off Rasul, but when a top 100 pick became available, that's a resource that is precious in the NFL. And especially when you are giving up a guy who based on his age, based on his play is probably not going to be on the next competitive Packers team. That's what it really boils down to for me. Yeah. And so um, I agree. I, I'm with you. If I got that same offer and I were in Goody's shoes, I think I would have done it without a second thought. Yeah. Um, and maybe that makes, you know, me too much of a businessman like Goody. I know, you know, certainly a couple of the players are, are disappointed by it, but um, I know Keyshawn was practically crying yeah. <laughs> about the the whole situation. And, and I get it. I mean, those are guys that spend almost every minute of every day together uh, in the same room you know, working together on, on game planning and everything, but um, just the, the discourse around the whole thing has been tedious and frustrating and, um, and I'm, I'm done with it. So I'm ready to move on, look forward to that top 100 pick next year and, uh, <laughs> and just, you know, put this, put this whole episode behind us at some point. I love nothing more than people on Twitter inventing math problems to, <laughs> to justify how they feel it's just like oh we're just gonna like put all put all these things in a bag and shake them up and like it's actually it's the equivalent of like a late fourth it's a shut up shut up the 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 other one that got me was was the whole well the packers are terrible at drafting in the third round why do they trade for a third round pick well because the third round pick is still more valuable than a fourth round pick yeah (laughs) Yeah, no matter that that one that one gets me i say stuff like that that, but i'm just joking i just (laughs) like anyone who follows me knows that (laughs) i'm just like that it's just the height of sarcasm at that point it's like well i can't wait for them to blow this pick in the third round but it's good value for them it it just makes sense and and i know i am frequently come on these airwaves and talk about being the i just want to watch entertaining football guy and not the like Madden franchise mode guy, but it's hard to pass up the value that you got. It's hard to pass up in a rebuild where you are oozing money out of every orifice to say, how about we take about $9 million off the cap next year? Like, uh, it seems like a sweet deal and you get a top 100 pick. So, um, but it's a bummer. I like Rasul. He's a great story. I love a good story. He's a great story. He was a solid player, a veteran leader, a locker room guy, all that stuff. And they they are not- 
great, great soundbite sound too. Great spoke his mind. Great soundbite. And and to um to Jason Willie's point, they're not a better team right now because they got rid of him. So and that sucks. But I get it. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm just, I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be bummed to watch another um, Packers D back go to Buffalo and thrive. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, that's Micah all right. Hyde. Oh, and still, that's not. It wasn't Ted's fault. It's not Ted's fault. I know, and it's you're you're right, Tex. It was the, it had it was the right move. It's just it doesn't it doesn't uh, bond this locker room anymore this season. Uh-huh. And yeah, that's okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, before we get out of here, we are going to step out out to Degenerate Corner, and um, if the rest of the season is any indication, lose some money. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it, it's been a rough go the last couple of weeks uh, and hand up on thinking I texted during the game. What a fucking joke for me to think that the Packers could win this game. <laughs> I was just looking at the line and thinking there's no way this line makes any sense. I've got to go. I got to bet against my better judgment. And that was a mistake. That was Packers plus one last week. That was Packers plus one. And um, for those keeping track at home, they lost by two touchdowns. <laughs> slight difference. Slight, a little margin of error there. Yeah. Just a bit. Yeah. Um, and I right now, they're favored. It's just amazing. They're, they're Vegas favored is like, by, they got to win game, right? Favored by not not a small amount, by more than a field goal. Three and by half. three and a half yeah. points. Yeah. That's that's the Brett Rippin uh, effect. I I I am I am a hundred percent convinced that if if Matt Stafford were playing, this would be a pick'em game. Yeah, I think it, I think the Packers should not be favored if Matt Stafford is playing, even with a even with a broken thumb, even with a missing thumb, <laughs> phantom thumb. <laughs> no, I, I they got at some point you figure something has to they got to put something together. The team that we saw against the Bears earlier this season they can't have just vanished that was that was good legitimate play calling that was scheming guys open Aaron Jones looked like a monster hopefully he's like been on a pitch count and he gets back to form I would like to see some life out of this team because um Tex you were talking about it earlier this week with Justice they're not going to be a top two draft pick this year if they they would have to tank their way into oblivion to get there so which according to this, brian gutekunst is not a thing that's not gonna happen <laughs> it's just it's we're in this terrible purgatory right now so you might as well root for you know some highlight plays and some stuff that we can build on and talk about next week so i don't know i i would love to see it i don't think i would take the packers minus three and a half right now but I will take Jordan Love, a rushing prop, and I'll take it every week until it doesn't hit. It doesn't exist on DraftKings yet. What but is, oh, it doesn't exist. Okay. No, <laughs> but it'll be under, but I bet it's under 20, and I would take it. I would take it up to like 23, 24. Um, and sadly, Dontavian Wicks over is not on DraftKings yet either, but we got to keep hammering that one. I was, I was looking for it all week long, and it finally showed up. Um, when the inactives report came out 90 minutes before kickoff, that was when they finally put the, the, the Wix uh, prop up. 
And so, yeah, last week, I mean, what, two catches, 28 yards, crushed the over. So if it's, uh, you know, if it's under 15, bring it my way. <laughs> let's, let's squat. Let, let's make that a squad ride. I know I, I, I'm in on that one and I'm in on Jordan Love rushing yards with the caveat that if it, it should be under 20, if it's under 25, I would say take it. I think the one that I've got my eye on is just the total. Um, the over under total is 38 and a half and you've got two teams, one with an offense that has not scored 20 points in almost the entire season. Um, <laughs> and then the other one with a backup quarterback who has, let's see how many starts Brett Rippon has in his career. Um, it is three, three starts. <laughs> um, I am I am not confident in either one of these teams scoring twenty points, so definitely uh, give me the under at at thirty eight and a half. I know that's a low number, but uh, fans of fans of the Packers and fans of any Wisconsin football team, really, this last little stretch um, should be comfortable taking the under lately. Yeah, uh, this is not a prop that I'm looking at, but in a in a world where there was a prop that you could bet if. The Packers got a first down on their first offensive possession. <laughs> Did not go three and out. Would you take it? I feel like it has to happen eventually. That's like my challenge to the Packers at this point. Like, I I defy you to get a first down on your first possession. Yeah. We got to like pop champagne if it happens. <laughs> um, my life's all around. I'm taking that under with you because of the ve- very compelling case you made. I guess <laughs> both organizations, mainly the Packers. I should we should probably take whatever the Packers team under is too, because if they're favored, um, that's got to be close to twenty-one, and they they're not doing they're not hitting that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so but Nick, you're all doom and gloom. Tex, uh, s- straight up pick. You think this is possibly a winnable game for the Packers with uh, Matt Stafford not playing? I think so. Um... Now I'm not taking him minus three and a half. Yeah. I'm not taking him with, with the field goal and the hook, but um, yeah, I think this, this sets up that the, the Rams defense is okay. It's not what it had been a couple of years ago and they've lost a lot of key players on that defense. Um, their, their run defense is actually surprisingly um, meh this year. They're kind of down in the twenty, in the high twenties. Well, AJ um, Dillon's really going to exploit that. So, well, and I'm, 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 I'm praying, I'm praying that Aaron Jones gets the first drive carries, and they actually give him the ball once or twice. And now, again, granted, getting a first down would help with that considerably. Yeah. Um, but I, I yeah, I, and the other, the other thing that's that is interesting is um, the Rams have not basically don't force turnovers this year. They've got the fewest turnovers forced on defense in the NFL. And so that kind of Jordan love, no picks. Let's go. Fingers crossed. I, yeah. It's it, that that's, that's a notoriously volatile stat. Yeah. I recognize that. Um, but at the same time, you know, when that number 32 ranking is staring at you, it's hard not to notice it. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, uh, I, I, we put our picks up on, uh, on the site usually Saturday for Sunday's games. We'll see where I end up going. I can, I can confidently say that I'll be taking uh, the, the Rams against the spread, but I'm going to be going back and forth on, on straight up on this one for, 
you know, really down to the wire, I think. Yeah. All right, guys. I think we should hit the polka and call that a show. That's what I think. And I got the buttons, so I'm just going to do it. At least um, we were able to salvage some some fun today. Yeah. Despite the... Uh... Really quickly, I, I promised earlier in the year that I was going to stop crapping on AJ Dillon, and I just did it right there. So I'm sorry. Um... And also because also because I know he's ha- he's having a bad year, but the run blocking has been so bad that like I'm really starting to think like it's not all his fault. It's not all it's it's a little his fault, but it's not all his fault. Seeing those Did you highlights notice? of just whiffs and guys going the wrong direction, and it's just the, the Benny Hill music playing in the background. Good times here say in Green Bay. Quickly without uh, without our. Um, our comrade Alex on the on the pod, no mention of he who sh- shall not be named once today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The jar is lonely. Yeah. The jar is lonely. <laughs> All right, guys. Ah, Packers kind of stink, but maybe they'll get better. Brian Gutekunst gave us some word salad. Yummy, yummy. Rasul Douglas, not a Packer anymore. And hopefully we don't get rammed by the Rams. Phrasing. All right. For them, I'm me. Keep it locked in. AcmePackingCompany.com and the Acme Packing Company podcast feed for all your Packers needs. Let's go, Pack Go.